0: Welcome to Career Sequel, the return to work podcast. If you're reentering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? to help you find a job that fits your life. Hello everyone and welcome to the Career Sequel podcast. I'm your host Dr. Lee Coles and my guest today is JP Bolan. You are going to love this episode. JP is truly one of a kind. JP's career story has taken some incredible twists and turns. He joined the Navy at age 17 and within the next year He had entered the basic underwater demolition school, which is the SEAL school. JP defied incredible odds and became a Navy SEAL at age 19. He was the youngest in his SEAL class and the youngest on his SEAL team. At age 32, JP decided to go back to school. He went to college, defied the odds again playing Division I football at the University of San Diego until his final season at the ripe age of 35. JP moved to Hawaii where he became a firefighter on the island of Kauai. And now he's a certified life and fitness coach where he helps his clients unlock the healthiest and most highly effective version of themselves in his business the higher level coaching. And JP also has a podcast, The Highly Effective Man. And I've got to say, it's not just for men. Yes, my 19-year-old son is a big JP fan, but <laughs> so am I. And I consider the podcast the perfect get pumped up for the day pick me up. JP, right. welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you. That was, that's quite the intro. It was awesome. Thank you.
0: Well, you are awesome too, JP. Your career has been all about hard work and discipline and making tough decisions and defying the odds. I'd like to just start from the beginning, which was your decision to join the Navy. And then, you know, you decided to throw your hat in the ring to see if you could become a SEAL. Can you tell us what does it take to become a SEAL? Can any of us just go do that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, just about anybody can. I mean, now, actually, women are allowed to uh, to become Navy SEALs. Um, however, it's not very easy to do that, right? You know, when, when I was almost going to be a Marine, and then just by chance, you know, a, a Navy recruiter saw me in the, the Marine recruiting office, and, you know, he saw that I was interested in joining the military. He told me about the SEAL teams. He made it sound really cool, a lot of fun. It was the first time I'd ever heard about be, being a SEAL. And, you know, he, he told me about a program where you sign up for six years and then you have the ability to, to go to SEAL training as long as you pass all the tests. And it was a big recruiting tool to get people in the Navy at that time. And so what they do is they get a bunch of people to sign up to try and become Navy SEALs. And when they, they flunk out, they just send them wherever they need to in the Navy. Fortunate for me, I passed all the tests to get to SEAL training and then made it through SEAL training. But
0: give us some numbers, JP. How many people are signing up and how many people actually make it to SEAL training?
1: Yeah, I don't know how many people sign up, but I know that at boot camp, you have the SEAL screening test. Mm-hmm. And there was 49 individuals that took the test with me um, on that day, and only seven of us passed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then And then, so that's just to pass the physical exam or whatever to uh, get to SEAL training. So after boot camp, I went to an A school, and the A school is just a school to that it's a school uh, for a job in the Navy where when you fail out of Buds, you'll go to the Navy and do that job, right? And so I did that for about two months, two to three months, and then I showed up to um, SEAL training. Um, about six months after being in the Navy. And when I showed up there on day one, week one of my class, we had uh, just over 160 guys. And of those 160 guys, 16 of us graduated. Wow. And then, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then we had 19 rollbacks from other classes. and And a rollback is somebody that's made it to a certain point in training. And then maybe either by performance or medical, you know, they got held back a class and then and then they get rolled into the next class when it catches up to them.
0: JP, what do you think differentiated you from all those people who had the same goal but was not able to achieve that?
1: When I talk about the motivation, you know, I always go back to that motivational triad, right? Where we're motivated by seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, or making things more efficient, right? And when I think about that, I think that, you know, the the pleasure part was like me thinking, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna be a part of something elite. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be a part of something that's doing good in the world, you know, the best of the best. And then the avoiding pain part was like, I told people that I was gonna become a Navy SEAL and, and even some of my closest friends were like, ha, yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and and when I made that commitment, it's like, okay. I don't want to let my friends down. I don't want to let my mom down. I don't want to let, you know, my, my, my siblings down, you know? And so a lot of that was the avoiding pain part. There's Mm -hmm. nothing, there's no way to make it easy. So you just got to go through it and you gotta, you gotta show up every day and put your boots on and and be ready, you know, for another day that's not going to be a lot of fun. And, and, but you know, some of the friendships, I still talk to some of those guys that I went through SEAL training with. And and uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know, you go through a lot to, to become a SEAL.
0: Mm-hmm. I've talked before in other podcast episodes about the power of accountability and the power of goal setting. And just the fact that you, you were driven so much because you told your parents, you told your friends that you are going to be a SEAL and you wanted to you wanted to stick to that. You wanted your mom to be able to see that you had followed through. There yeah. is such a power just to, if you have a goal, saying it out loud and saying it to someone, making a commitment to someone.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, how many times do people have goals, but they don't say anything because they're not sure if they're going to do it or not. Right. And it's, it's once you say it, you know, it's like, OK, now somebody else is going to be looking to see what I do and if I'm going to do it, that type of thing. And so there, yeah, there's, there's accountability there. And, and a big part of that is just, you know, I guess pride too, you know? Right. And so
0: Right. So how many years were you an active Navy SEAL?
1: 13 years um, and a few months.
0: And so you're you have one of the, the most elite jobs that an American can have. It is something so well respected, so elite, and you had worked so hard to get yourself into this position. What was going on in your head as you were thinking of possibly leaving the SEALs?
1: You know, you spend a lot of time away from home. And, you know, I had gone to Iraq and right when the war started. And the only reason I went in the military in the beginning was because I didn't have the money or the scholarships to play college football. And so there was an opportunity where I could leave, you know, go to school, uh, get a degree and then, you know, maybe come back if I wanted or that type of thing. So I decided that, you know, it's time to. Uh, get out, try to pursue some other dreams and goals, like you know getting my degree, and at the time i you know football was kind of there, but like you know thinking about playing football, I didn't think it was gonna be really possible, and so I started working like as a strength coach at 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 the University of San Diego, and when I was working there, I saw some guys like when I was working with the football team, and I was like, I think I could hang with these guys you know i w- I had played you know some rugby some very high level rugby and so I still had my speed and quickness and 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 but now I'm instead of being 140 pounds I'm like 185 190 pounds and wow you know yeah and so uh, I'm a little bit bigger not taller I'm still short but mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but you know thicker and, and, and able to you know handle you know bigger people I guess well
0: tell people how tall you are because I think it makes it extra impressive that you are playing division one football
1: yeah, so I'm five six and you know 185 pounds at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was, it's,
0: there's some monsters on the field. Oh yeah. One. I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, three hundred. That plus just pounds. that just shows yeah. how
0: strong and fast you are. <laughs>
1: yeah, I appreciate that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so you know, I started you know looking into it and finding out if I had eligibility or not, and and, and speaking with the strength coach there, he's like you know, he's like, why don't you try? And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to see if I can. So I, you know, I look into eligibility. I still have some eligibility because once you join the military, your eligibility, your clock stops. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my clock never started uh, minus when I got out in 2008. And then I didn't do anything for a couple of years other than like coaching CrossFit and doing different things like that. So then I tell the coach, I'm like, I'm interested in playing football here. He's like, easy, easy. He's like, why don't you like, Get some film and come back to us and and we'll see if if it's a fit, you know that type of thing, and so I said, all right, I was like, that's what I'm gonna do.
0: Did people doubt you because of your age i mean, I,
1: I think so, I think yeah. you know, just you know, like here's a guy that you know he was a Navy seal type thing, and you know not sure if he can actually play football. It's like mm-hmm. and so uh I went to a junior college uh there in San Diego, played one season and you know got some film I had got straight A's. I knew exactly the cl- the classes I needed to take to to be able to get accepted into USD. And so it was it was a process, but I went through it. And then and it's funny, because when I was getting ready to leave the junior college, I went and talked to the coach there. And I was like, hey, I just want to make sure everything's lined up this and that. And, and he's like, and I was like, I just want to make sure my eligibility is good, too. And he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, when did you graduate high school? I was like, 95. He's like, He's like, you mean
0: doing the math?
1: Yeah. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, you mean 2005, right? And I'm like, no, it's 95. He's like, are you sure you don't mean 2005? And I've already played like <laughs> eight games with, with this football team. Right. And so the whole time he had no idea how old I was, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, He thought I was 10 years younger. And uh, and so anyways, I was playing running back. Made it on the team at USD after, you know, getting accepted and then walking on. And so I got a I got a spot on USD as a running back. You know, it was awesome. I played two years there and got a business administration degree and graduated from there in 2014.
0: I love that story. I love a good sports story. And I love a good underdog story, even like not that you are ever considered yourself to be the underdog, but just you were quote, too young for the Navy SEALs, maybe, some people thought, and then too old for college Division (laughs) One football. You proved them wrong. So one thing that I would love for you to talk about is you've come up with a formula, five rules for overcoming the odds. And so many people, when they're thinking about their careers, they're thinking about dreams that they may be dreams that they have, but they're not sure if they're realistic, or maybe they've invested a lot of time and energy into a specific career, and they don't know if they should get off that path and do something else. Can you tell us a little bit about your five rules for overcoming the odds?
1: Yeah. I mean, because everybody's trying to overcome the odds in some way, some form or fashion, Right, And so I put together what I call the Navy SEAL blueprint for overcoming the odds Mm -hmm. and it's five rules. Okay. And so rule number one is to construct the warrior body. And, and the reason why that's rule number one is because I feel like in order for ourselves, for us to feel the best about ourselves and perform the best, we got to be happy with our body. We got to be, have the energy to do the things that we need to do. And when we're not healthy, it's just, that just wrecks havoc on everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rule number two, sharpen emotional resilience. And that's about you know being able to handle stress. Uh, because if you are you know, trying to overcome the odds in something, there's going to be some obstacles and, and different things like that. And you got to be able to handle that identifying the higher purpose is rule number three. When things get hard or challenging, you have to know what your why is, right? Everybody talks Mm -hmm. about knowing your why. There's always going to be some challenges when you're talking about overcoming the odds. And the thing that's going to keep you going is, you know, it's not going to be the number on the scale. It's not going to be the number in your bank account. It's got to be something bigger than that. And and I, I, I tell people many times it's in service to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to give you that that fulfillment. Rule number four is operate with mental authority. Mental authority to me is making the decision that you're going to do it, right? You're not 99% in, you're 100% in. Uh, because that 1%, if, if you're 99% in, that 1% is going to uh, wreak havoc on you when things get tough.
0: JP, how do you get to 100%?
1: So- I think there's, we kind of talked about it a little bit. So, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people talk about making goals. Once you make a goal, don't leave it at that because a lot of times people say, this is my goal. Okay. Well, behind that is like, okay, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't, you know, like, but that's my goal. Right. Mm-hmm. When you make the decision, right, that this is what I'm doing, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're going for it. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference between, Having a goal and making a decision to make something happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, becoming a Navy SEAL, like you can't go in there and be like, my goal is to be a Navy SEAL. Like, no, you have to make the decision, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be.
0: And that probably ties into that number three, right? That why must yeah. you probably, you have to do number three before you do number four. You have to identify your higher purpose, the why. How do you recommend people identify their why?
1: Well, that's, you know, that's where it takes time. It takes journaling. You know, it takes asking yourself questions like what is whatever, you know, your goal is, right? Like, let's say I want to lose 30 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is. What am I going to be able to do at 50 pounds that I can't do now? Mm -hmm. Okay. Write the answer down. Okay. Why is that important? Right? Because I can go up the stairs without breathing hard. Well, Mm -hmm. why is that important? Well, because, you know, my health is important to me. You know, I want to live longer. Well, why is that important? Well, because my family, you know, it's just like asking yourself, you know, why things are important and then just narrowing it down. And many times when you ask yourself why enough, it's not it's definitely not the, the number on the scale or anything like that. It's usually what does that do for you? and the people around you? And how is that beneficial to yourself and other people?
0: And I'd love to tie that back to your career. You made some decisions in terms of your career path. So you were a firefighter, and then you decided you wanted to become a life and fitness coach. What was your why when you decided to make that change?
1: Well, so I'm still a firefighter. And the biggest reason is so like I've been involved with the fitness industry now since 2004 right so i started you know coaching crossfit when i was a a seal instructor and really learning about helping people with fitness that type of thing but the one thing that i noticed was that people would get in shape and then get out of shape get in shape get out of shape they'd be motivated for a little bit and then fall off the missing piece was the mindset coming up with the why as opposed to just trying to get to that number on the scale like why is this important to you you know and and really getting into it and understanding what the motivation is and and helping people stay motivated or help them stay accountable when even you don't feel like doing something that's a big piece to it right is is uh, that outside accountability, the mindset piece, the transformation of your thoughts, the words, the language you use in your head—all of that matters when when you're going to pursue a goal. That was the missing piece that I didn't have, and so when I started, you know, looking into like sports psychology and stuff like that, it was, you know, because I wanted to be better athlete, and and it just made me want to learn more and more and more. And I saw that in my fitness coaching. That was something that was missing. And how could I make a bigger, I guess, impact with people? Definitely getting into more of the mindset activities, but then understanding and looking back on some of the decisions that I've made in my past and how I made those decisions has definitely been helpful.
0: Becoming a certified life coach was that next step in your evolution. And you knew that that could push your clients and help them get to where they needed to be as well. Oh
1: yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: So we have construct the warrior body is number one. Number two, sharpen emotional resilience. Number three, identify the higher purpose. Number four, operate with mental authority. Let's bring it home. What is number five?
1: So rule number five is seek mentorship or coaching. Mm. Um, And I'm a firm believer in finding somebody that has experience in doing what you want to do or has coached people to do what you want to do. Because yeah, you can do stuff on your own, but why? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why, why make it harder on yourself? Right. If you have somebody that can guide you and help you along the way, why not take that offer up and make your life easier? Because you could hire, you know, a few coaches and get so many years of experience and avoid so many pitfalls in whatever it is that you're trying to do. I mean, there's there's coaches for everything you want to learn how to play the piano find a coach you want to learn Mm -hmm. how to you know sing you can you know hire a coach you want to you know run a marathon you can hire a coach so there's so many different i guess opportunities for us nowadays especially with the internet that if we want to learn something it's like there's an expert out there that we can learn from to me that's a no-brainer it's like why not hire a coach to help me Get to where I want to be. Even when I was playing football, I hired a speed coach so that he could help me just be faster. And and, and it goes back to being a Navy SEAL too. I mean, we 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 were obviously we're Navy SEALs. We're good at shooting. We're good at doing different things. But we would still hire experts to come in and teach us different things. You know, it's and and it's why why wouldn't you?
0: right yeah. even the most elite in their field have a coach have a mentor it's about accountability if you have a regularly scheduled accountability session with a mentor or a coach you have a 95% chance of accomplishing that goal that you just set
1: yeah and so, so- i mean if people want to like learn more about that they can go to uh, the dot blueprint.com and then they can enter their information and they'll get the the pdf on the Navy SEAL blueprint for overcoming the odds.
0: Yes, JP, of course, I could talk to you so much longer about this. Give my listeners one last piece of advice, words of wisdom.
1: I think what, what I always try to impress on people, or don't believe the hype, I guess, is a good way to put it. If I would have listened to people about becoming a Navy SEAL, I never would have become a Navy SEAL. If I would have listened to people or what people thought was possible, I never would have played football. Right. Even becoming a firefighter at the age of 43, people were probably like, um, bro, it's too late. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not. Right. And mm-hmm. so if there's something that you want to go after, do it, you know, because that's what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Who cares what other people think? Because if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. You know, I want people to understand is like, yeah, it's going to be scary. There's going to be tough, you know, like tough times, whatever it is. But. If that's what makes you happy, why not go for it? Don't listen to what other people say or what society thinks is right. Just go for it.
0: Thank you for saying that. I know people need to hear that. If you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. Go out and make it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's huge because people talk about mental toughness and, and stuff like that. And what it comes down to is how bad do you want it? You can be mentally tough in some areas and then some others you're not, you know, it's not like all of a sudden you just have this mental toughness and it, it works across the board, but it does help know that you've done some hard things and been able to overcome some things when it comes to trying new things or different things.
0: JP, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I know everybody's gonna want to get more information about you. I, I will say once again the, you're, the name of your podcast is the highly effective man, but it's for women too. for women too. <laughs> Do not yeah. stray away just because it says man. And how else can people find you? I think you're on Instagram, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So uh, jpb.coaching can find me there on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn. It's just my name on LinkedIn. My website is higherlevelcoaching.co. And I, I mainly work with men uh, who are looking to become more effective in whatever it is that they're doing. And at the same time, construct that warrior body. But and, JP,
0: uh, I know women in your group as well. Yeah, you have yeah women, I do. Women- I, yeah. I
1: occasionally run some women groups as well. So it's it's uh
0: women it's, you can uh, get in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can Wait. download your blueprint, right?
1: Correct. At okay. at the seal blueprint, thesealblueprint.com.
0: Okay, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, JP, one more favor I have for you. My son is a is a JP fan. If you could say give a shout out to Ford.
1: What's up, Ford? <laughs> Got to come back to Kauai
0: yes yes we were in Kauai this summer and ford got to meet his idol so at at the firehouse it was very fun
1: Uh, it was great to have you guys by
0: yeah yeah and so thank you so much and for everybody out there listening take good care and know that i'm cheering you on all right hey if you're going back to work after a career break i have a gift to help you get started It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the Four Simple Steps Now. See you there.